We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How is that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Hey, good. Let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? Welcome back to the Andre's Tactics Podcast. I'm Joey. Welcome to episode 70 in the deep days of the offseason. Uh, joining me today is not only my great friend Richard here, but also, as always, my co-host, Big B. How you feeling late days of June? Man, it's getting boring out here in Packer yep. world, but we're surviving. Yeah, We are surviving. The months of the offseason, in theory, are worse enough than actually having to live through them. It's a nightmare. Um, we're fighting it through about four more days until we are a month away from training camp. Looking forward to that that date there. Uh, so today we'll be talking about the roster moves the Packers have made since our last episode um, and any other news uh, surrounding the team. Uh, and obviously we'll, we'll trash on Jordan Love haters. Uh, we'll hate on the haters uh, like we typically do on this great show. So let's kick it off here. Um, with some roster moves, the Packers the, these past few weeks they signed inside linebacker Devondre Campbell and released my one of my favorites, Mike Weber, in a corresponding move. Big B, what do you think about this veteran help uh, added to the inside linebacker room? Well, I think that will help out the young guys in there with McDuffie, who just drafted um, Barnes and Martin. Um, what I hear, I don't know. I don't watch tape or anything. Apparently, he's really fast, so that's great. And he looks like his hips can move with mm. the two videos we got from Twitter during many camps. So I'm excited. I hope he pans out, unlike Kirksey, but we don't talk about that. So <laughs> hoping that this is a good signing, and I think it will. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like one of those moves that we were talking about um, at the start of this offseason, that there's going to be a lot of guys, a lot of veterans, where they don't get their spot, they don't get a job at the start of free agency because teams are kind of just trying to figure this all out with their cap situation. Uh, but down the line, uh, when they're feeling more, com- more comfortable, more willing to make moves, there's going to be a lot of veteran moves like this. And uh, Richard Sherman should be one of those in the weeks to come. We saw uh, the Vikings go out there and sign defensive lineman Sheldon Richardson. So maybe kind of a spiral of those moves. But I really like this uh, signing here. I uh, he played with Atlanta and. Uh, Arizona previously, um, so bringing Devondre Campbell on the team. And like you mentioned, that veteran leadership would be much appreciated. Um, I don't think – Oren Burks is probably the most <laughs> experienced inside linebacker in that room uh, now. And that's scary. That should be very scary. Yeah, uh, so glad we're bringing some veteran presence in there. Uh, and uh, I really hate to talk about this, but Jay Sternberger – uh, was suspended for two weeks. I hate to talk about it because I'm rooting for him. Jace, we are all rooting for you. Uh, just like that one TikTok sound with Tyra Banks, uh, and he really just let us down um, and su- suspended for two games. Uh, it was an unfortunate unfortunate situation, mistake by Jace. I'm not going to describe it uh, here. You can look it up on his Twitter if you would like. Um, Jace, come on, man. Hopefully you can use this offseason luckily he's not uh banned from any offseason activity so hopefully he can earn himself space on the roster this preseason um any thoughts on jace's uh suspension big b 
Well, of course, um, you and me, we've been Jay Sternberger fans since we drafted him. Yep. I don't know why I forgot already, but (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) I forgot. There's so much going on. Yeah. And yeah. And his, what was it? His thingamabob, he tweeted afterwards, said that he was past year. He's been in um, rehab and stuff. So that's, that's great. And he's a whole new person now. So that's even better. So hopefully he can make the roster and be on this team. I, I still have faith in Jay Sternberger. Still oh, yeah. on that Jay Sternberger wagon. It was kind of awkward because I asked him, like, I like let, let's be clear here. We are desperate for a player to come on underage Packers. So I messaged Jason, especially because, you know, like, I'm a fan of Jace. So I messaged him, and I was like, hey, you want to come on our show? Two days later, he gets suspension. I just <laughs> post this video. I'm like, come on. Like, what in God's name? Is going on here with Jason Sternberger. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully he's, uh, that offer is still open. We still got a seat open for you, Jace. Oh, yes. Um, I mentioned earlier a corresponding move for Devondre Campbell was releasing Mike Weber. Uh, they also signed quarterback Jake Dalagala, uh, who spent last year on the Patriots practice squad and uh, a corresponding move. They signed the big man, defensive end, uh, defense lineman Anthony Rush, who was signed. A few uh, weeks before the Packers had to face off against Derrick Henry and the Titans. But that's besides the point. Anthony Rush is no longer on the team. All right. Now to some exciting uh, news here. Lambeau Field has announced they will be open 100% uh, for preseason training camp and in-season. Man, it's going to be weird uh, that first game. Probably just as weird as it was uh, when that shot Week two against the Lions, and they're showing an empty Lambeau field. Uh, glad, glad to have fans back there. Big B, I mean, are you uh, planning on attending any games this season? I think so. I'm pretty positive. I don't know how many yet, maybe three or two in, in that range. So nice. I'm pretty excited. Hopefully, um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Man, uh, you can make it there. Bluff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I ran into a brain block. <laughs> yeah. I would love uh, that Christmas Day game against the Browns would be just an absolute thriller uh, to go to. Um, I went to Kansas City last time. I don't know if I'll make that trip up again or uh, trip west. And, uh, but yeah, that's going to be exciting to have fans back. Uh, training camp, unfortunately, the, this wild social distancing rules. You have to do the fans will be allowed there, but they will not be able to be within 20 feet of the players. We'll see uh, what Green Bay does. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know, if there's some sort of brigade of uh, unvaccinated players that want to change the NFLPA's rules, but I doubt anybody's going to be fighting too much for fan interaction at training camp. Um, We'll have to – hopefully there's one person representing us, you know – I don't know if that's on top of Cole Beasley's list, but if he can get that changed, then, you know, that's a winner. Um, all right. Uh, we, yes, uh, me and Big B will be there. I don't know why I said yeah, but uh, we'll, me and Big B will be there at training yep. camp uh, middle of August. Um, so that should be a fun time. Um, speaking of camps and practices, Jordan Love has his up and downs at camp. And I love how, like, Everybody's following Rob Domofsky's Twitter feed to, to see how the, the second-year quarterback is doing 
at practice. And then it's like news reports that Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee has to report on, on Jordan Love's first reps with the ones of his career. So exciting stuff going on there. We don't need to talk about the bad days. We can talk about the great days. So. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's just going to be the interpreted bias uh, for many podcasts you listen to. Nice. Speaking about the Jordan Love haters, I would like to read, take a, a book or a page out of Andy Herman's uh, book, No Pun Intended, and uh, pull out an excerpt from Ron Wolf's book, uh, former GM of the Packers, The Packer Way. And this is a really interesting book. And it kind of is like a mixture. I'd say the target audience is like, Packers fans in their 30s who are going through a midlife crisis because not only does it tell his stories with his time during with his with the Packers, but also uh, he just gives business and life advice on how to win. Um, but I wanted to read some quotes here from Rod about kind of the process he went through uh, with trading for Brett Favre, acquiring him, him from the Atlanta Falcons. And it was really oh neat. Um, he was, you know, he had his eyes on Brett since, uh, his, when Ron was in New York, uh, in 1991 and Brett was declaring for the draft. Um, and also there's also a really interesting parallel here. Um, Brett Favre, uh, got in a car accident before his senior year at Southern Mississippi, didn't have the best year. And that kind of shaked some scouts up. Now I'm not comparing Jordan Love's offensive staff leaving to Brett Favre getting a car accident. <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, I'm just saying, senior year, not the best, drawing some scouts away. Uh, but this is what Ron had to say about not only acquiring a quarterback when you can get one, but, uh, you know, just the fans' reaction to him selecting a quarterback or trading for a quarterback that was the third-string quarterback uh, for Jerry Glanville uh, down in Atlanta. Uh, so – he says, you know, settling for a quarterback and not not being aggressive enough to get that quarterback when you can. He says, it amazes me how many teams in our league try to compete without strengthening the quarterback spot. Maybe success isn't important enough to them to take the steps necessary to solve this one problem. Um, and then he says, amazingly, sometimes the reluctance to surrender a number one pick can prevent a fan franchise from upgrading the quarterback position uh so there's that you know he's probably talking more about like teams that suck um that are too worried to take a risk although i don't know exactly what the landscape was in the 90s but you know now if you have a top 10 pick and if your quarterback is anybody besides if aaron Rodgers or matthew stafford you're likely to take a quarterback um and he says uh, then talk about Brett and kind of the controversy of trading for this quarterback who, although he was the 30 or maybe the 31st pick, uh, I don't know what the teams were like 30, at the time. He was 30, uh, 30 seconds. No. Yeah. Okay. Help me shut up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I was going to say 33rd, but I don't know if uh, the Bucks definitely existed. I don't know if uh, Houston or Jacksonville did at the time. Because uh, no, Didn't Jacksonville come in like, 2000 and then Houston oh, yeah. came in like 2001. I think you're right. Yeah. Cause David Carr was, yeah. And then yeah, the Panthers so, came in. So that's, I think the Panthers were before them. We need a history lesson. 
Uh, we just sparked a whole discussion here, but the <laughs> first pick of the second round, uh, all because I have to use my fancy board and we get in this discussion here. Uh, but he says, I didn't care if people thought I overpaid for Brett. Brett, remember here, I was surrendering a first for a guy who had been drafted in the second round and then had disappeared on the bench. But if Favre was as good as, a th- as I thought, a first round pick would be a minor ransom to pay. I braced myself for an incredulous reaction from the ro- local media. Credulous. Sounds like Aaron Agler word there. Um, but yeah, basically, I guess what you take from that is uh, trust your guts um, in your life. But uh, Brian Gutkins and uh, reading through this book, just through the first three chapters, you can kind of see where Brian Gutkins and Ted Thompson get their ways from. Um the late great uh, Ted Thompson, rest in peace. Um, but Byron trusted his gut, and he wasn't nervous to give up a first-round pick uh, trade-up spot um, and get the guy he wanted. Um, so there's that. Uh, and update, Brett Favre is the 33rd overall Oh, pick. okay, breaking. Breaking for breaking news. I should just tweet that out. It's breaking news, even though it's been known for <laughs> – uh, what now? Uh, 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's get back to modern day Packers players fighting for their job this upcoming training camp. I'll, I'll start off and list a few here. Lucas Patrick, after the Packers past two years, they've uh, definitely had their spur of offensive linemen drafted last year in 2019, getting a bunch of guys in the sixth. And this year, kind of spacing them out uh, two two rounds at a time. Round two, getting hopefully a starting another starting center from Ohio State and Josh Myers, um, and then fourth round getting Royce Newman to start off day three, and then getting the Green Bay native, Bayport High School alumni Cole Van Lannen, please come on our show um, in the sixth round. Uh, and, then and, like, then, and then like two undrafted free agents, by the way. Yeah, including. John Dietz and another uh, Green Bay native. So just piling, yes. piling up on those. Um, so Lucas Patrick, I, I thought he did a solid job. Uh, I will defend Lucas Patrick and Billy Turner with all my heart, the great offense lineman. But yeah, he certainly has to impress among uh, the other young players. Um, another one, Devin Funches, who uh, apparently had a good mini camp. We'll see what the coaching staff thinks about him. They still are going to use the practice squad rules from last year uh, that were implement, implemented with COVID. So I believe that Devin would be practice squad eligible. And then end it off, and then I'll give you some airtime to talk about some of these players, is Dexter Williams. And I think um, just all of the uh, third running back guys, that's going to be a wild competition to see how it plays out. And I think – I think how it plays out is really one guy just stands above the rest, whether that's Patrick Taylor, Kylan Hill, but only having A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, and then a plethora handful of undrafted guys, guys drafted in the sixth or seventh round. Uh, somebody, that job's going to be wide open, and somebody's going to have to have quite the camp. So any other players that you can think of, Big B, or anything to add on those three players I just mentioned? Trying to think of other players. Um, Oren Burks is a guy whose job's on the line. I think he'll probably be cut because of 
we ha- we have a lot of inside linebackers that don't yeah. suck. So yeah, shout out to Oren Burks. You know, don't I guess the show. one thing oh. about that is special teams. Uh, special teams yeah. case that that's where you gotta find them. That's where you get your special huh. team players right there in the third round. That's the gold spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Damn the third <laughs> round. <laughs> but out of the players that you mentioned, I think um, Lucas Patrick definitely has the best chance of staying on the roster, mm-hmm. has that center experience. Packers won a few games with him at center. Yeah. So that definitely puts them up a level, I yep, guess. Got I the versatility say. points. Versatility. Um, Devin Funches will be interesting. I know Matt LaFleur. Um, finds him very muscular i guess that sounds kind of weird uh-huh. but yeah matt Lafleur likes him so that could also help him out in the chance of making the roster and yeah love you dexter shout out to dexter williams just putting that out there so, oh yeah what do you do he needs i i don't know maybe does he still have that green hair maybe he needs to try yellow think- maybe that'll bring him some better luck yeah like, or like get like some tie egg green and yellow uh, yeah. That'd be cool. All right. Now, breaking news on the situation that we must make news about, no news about, and freak out about every single like tweet. Shout out to my friend Nate. Um, Aaron Rodgers has renewed his membership at a Green Bay golf club, and he definitely doesn't have an assistant that does that for him or an automated uh, renewal. So there's that for the day. He's also. Uh, our good friend Tyler has leaked. He has broken the news that Aaron Rodgers is flying out of California to attend his July 7th golf match against Tom Brady. So I'm sorry that we're not going to pick up a bunch of headlines and uh, <laughs> shout out some stupid opinions about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't care if it's Jordan Love season. Shoot, that scared me. I, I just – I had a tab – on my side of the screen where my camera was showing the whole time. And then I t- t- turned the tab off. And I just see Richard behind me in my camera. So <laughs> Richard always scares me. You know, you can scare the crap out of somebody. We've had him. Richard has been a part of our family for a few years now. And dude, Sunday, I have scared my older brothers plenty of times uh, by putting Richard right in that doorway. And right oh. as they open the door, it's, it's a treat. Richard, Great, great friend of the show. I don't know what happened, why he got pulled from his uh, marketing campaign with H&R Block. Um, (laughs) Welcome to the offseason where we're talking about freaking Richard over here. (laughs) We need to get the real Richard on, Richard Gartland. I did a little Google search on him last night. We need to get him on, interview him, and ask him why he is the clone of my dad. (laughs) That's what we need to do. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to episode 70 of Underage Packers. I don't know when we'll be back. Um, hopefully it's when Aaron Rodgers announces that uh, he he will be back. I'll, we'll definitely be back for starting training camp. Even if there's nothing to talk about, we'll just be getting hyped. Um, yes. and that will be a fun time. Uh, make sure to follow us on all the social medias. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. Give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, all that good stuff. Big B, any final words? Jamal Williams is still the GOAT. Still the GOAT. Tim Boyle, we're ready for you to take over that starting job. Uh, 
We'll see you later. Go Pack Go.